Hey y'all, and welcome back. If you're listening again, maybe you just like the sound of my voice or the content of last week's episode at home. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Don't forget to share this episode and last week's episode with your friends and family. Alright, let's dive in. Infidelity Part 2 Often people give the offender all of these preventative tips, rules, boundaries, and ultimatums without addressing the character or cyclical issues that fostered the environment for the affair to happen in the first place. So tip one, you have to determine what is the truth, what is the lie, and what are the facts. Ideally, you should walk through this with a therapist or counselor or spiritual advisor, not by yourself waving some sage. You need a 360 degree view of yourself and you can only see in part. Two, you have to do some deep soul searching because 99% of the time, the affair is looking to fill a void or meet a need. And whether or not the need is legitimate, the act will confirm the level of emptiness in you that only God can fill. Which leads me to my next point. You have to determine where your hope lies and what your priorities should be in order to accurately place those often unrealistic expectations. We go through life with these unspoken fantasies that don't match our realities, and so the longer they go unmet, the more we fantasize about how they could be met. What is meditated on in the mind becomes action, good or bad. That's why it's important to take control of your thought life and your thought patterns and redirect them to the truth. Four, you have to identify your core patterns because whether or not you stay in your relationship, if you don't get the behavior in check, it will show up again. When your flesh has went unchecked for so long and you've been doing whatever you want to do, your self-control game will be non-existent. It is your job to work on the discipline of resisting your flesh and that's not something you can do alone. It's not something you can do with just a series of patterns. It's something the Holy Spirit can help you with. Shout out to my Savior. What we can't do on our own, he gives us the power to do by his Spirit. Lastly, if you really do want to change, and I mean not use grace or upbringing as an excuse to keep doing the wrong thing, then you have to lean into grace and forgive yourself. Unforgiveness towards yourself causes self-hate, self-pity, complacency, insecurity, false humility, just to name a few. Repenting is the act of confessing to God and any victims, and then turning away from those behaviors. Away, like not doing them at all. And that takes time and a whole lot of healing, but it can be done. Just remember, all of this is a process. We act out often because of our own woundedness and trauma, but I've learned that no matter what has happened to me or what has been withheld from me, the only safe place for my heart when it's broken or hurting is in God. And that's on period, poo. If you're an offending spouse, I hope you take these tips and implement them. I often see the things in the world that nobody else sees. The needs of people who are hurting, hurt people who hurt people and need help. I see your need to heal and the underlying issues of whatever has occurred. Just know you're not alone and you can overcome if you choose to. 
But don't ask me how I know. Just know. I know.